the simplest commercial baking resource. Brought to you by Bakerpedia and hosted by Lynn Carson with a PhD in grain sciences. Sharing knowledge and helping you grow connections. Listening to the Baked in Science podcast. Welcome to Baked in Science. I am your host, Dr. Lin from Bakerpedia, the world's largest online technical resource for the commercial baking industry. Hey, were you at the IFT conference this year? IFT stands for the Institute of Food Technologists. I go there every year to check out the newest innovations and ingredients. Well, if you missed it this year, I'm glad you're listening to this podcast because I've compiled my highlights of the show in here. Before I start, I'd like to do a shout out to Ingredion for sponsoring this episode. Ingredions Australia Allulose provides functional bulking and browning in bakery products such as breads, muffins, cakes, cookies, and pastries. It is approved for use up to levels of 10% in bakery formulations and is about 70% as sweet as sugar with a similar taste and mouthfeel. Allulose helps maintain moisture and texture over shelf life and has no off flavors. For samples, contact Ingredion at ingredion.us forward slash Australia-Allulose or look for the link below. In this first interview with Wittick and Louise from Interfiber, they showcase an amazing innovation from cane sugar. Sweet! Here they are. Welcome to the Interfiber booth where we are going to talk about new fibers in the market here in North America. We have Louise and Wittek here. Welcome guys. Hello, good to be good to see you here again. Oh, yeah, thanks for welcoming me all the time. Louise, tell us what is your newest fiber? First, thank you very much for being here and uh, we are promoting in this IFT our sugarcane fiber. It's a new possibility in the fiber business and we are promoting a lot for the bakery industry as a very smooth option of fiber with a neutral color, neutral in taste, very pleasant product for developments in the bakery industry. Now, as we know, fiber provides some kind of functionality, sometimes like a byproduct. Since it's being from sugarcane, does it affect the calorie? Does it make it sweeter? Or brown more because it's got sugar in it? That's Does it a have a lot point, of sugar a, in it? Yeah, that's a good point and a very good question. I mean, the sugarcane fiber we produce, it's zero calorie, so it's not metabolized by our organism. So it's zero calorie and it's not giving to the product any taste or any sweetness. So it's a completely neutral product that we can... Of course, very interesting, a very friendly label. You can use it in your product without any negative effect in the color or in the flavor. Interesting. Now, my question is, functionality-wise, why do you use sugarcane fiber in anything? Well, first of all, it has a marvelous label look. So people like to see sugarcane fiber on the label. My marketing team believes that there is a very healthy message to the product. There is a multitude of functions in bakery industry actually, from a reduction of breakage in biscuits and solving certain technological challenges 
to something I'm particularly proud of that is a very nice and very American application in pancakes. Oh, interesting. Yes, we have found that addition uh, of sugarcane fiber in pancake will improve its resilience, improve volume dramatically. Our tests showed more than 50% volume improvement from the same amount of dough. Right. And last but not least, also in frying, the color of the pancake is very pleasant, very golden. Oh, interesting. Actually, we didn't expect so many benefits because when we made a blind test panel check, taste test, yeah, taste test, and we put that on a chart, we saw that we got a far better pancake by adding our sugarcane fiber. So it amazing. is very interesting and also very healthy. Right, amazing. So there is this brand that's up and coming in the U.S. called Kodiak Cakes, and they only make whole grain products. Yes. And recently, I tried their waffle. Hmm? waffle mix and it broke apart oh really yeah it broke apart in my waffle maker and i thought maybe it's my fault so i reduced the water a little bit maybe it's my waffle iron (laughs) you know so it broke apart again do you think your fiber would be beneficial say in a waffle recipe to keep that resiliency it certainly could be used we haven't done any proper research in that area Our focus is uh, elsewhere at the moment, but yes, generally fiber is used for better resilience in many bakery products from breads, buns, through, as I mentioned, uh, pancakes. Why not waffles? Yeah, Yeah, interesting. Well, thank you for letting me come today and view your products. You have actually more other different kinds of fibers here. Can we quickly run through them? Yes, since we last met in USA, we've added a little bit to our range. Interesting. I'm particularly proud of my uh, super flaxseed product. Ooh, Uh, there you go. Yes. It's um, partially defatted flaxseed powder. It's got 35% fiber and 35% protein. And that protein is very... So um, no oils, just fiber and protein. 7% 7% oil. Oh, okay. All right. So there is still, there is still a bit some, of oil. Some of it. A bit of omega-3, actually, as well. Because of the protein content, this product is highly functional. And we see some uh, potential applications within a gluten-free bakery. Okay. Because it is, uh, the functionality of super flaxseed is slightly similar to what gluten does in, in bakery. So we see very nice potential. Nice. So film-forming... Exactly. Networking. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, we are looking at some more niche but very interesting application, like replacing egg powder in certain applications. Of course, not all of them, because as you can see, this flaxseed powder is quite dark, so not every <laughs> product is possible to be to use flaxseed. That's true. But, that's true. But yeah, we are exploring very interesting new applications. That's great. And what else do you have on here? We have the apple fiber. It's got very nice flavor and very appealing color. Very good. 60% fiber in it. So won't affect browning or Yes, browning, flavor, and we will be looking at having also organic variety of this. Very cool. And some other products of this type are coming. I'm hoping for raspberry fiber. I'm hoping for blackcurrant fiber. (laughs) Pear fiber, yes. Wow. 
we'll, exciting, we'll see. Really. We'll see. We'll see. I, 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 yeah. Maybe I said too much even because <laughs> no, I, I really wanted it. this to well, come I'll, true. I want to come back. I want to come back again soon to talk to you guys about all those yes. fruit fiber alternatives. I hope Food Ingredients Europe will already have some more awesome. to talk about. Great, great. Uh, Thank you. I'm, I'm really eager. I'm really excited. <laughs> I've never seen anyone so excited about fibers, by the way. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for having me today. Thank you for thank being you here. Let's take a break now to thank our sponsor, Ingredion. Ingredion's Estrella Allulose is a 0.4 calories per gram rare sugar that does not contribute to total or added sugars. Allulose has a similar sweet taste profile and the key formulation functionality of sugar. Find more details at ingredient.us forward slash Estrella-Allulose or look for the link below. Up next, Eric Shinsada on this new sugar replacement, just in time to reduce your sugar for the new 2020 FDA ruling. You know, the one that makes you label your added sugars. Yeah, still shocked by your nutritional label? Well, listen to what Eric has to say. And we're here with Eric Shinsato at the Ingredient booth. We are going to talk about a new sugar reduction initiative from Ingredient. Welcome, Eric. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Eric, tell us a little bit more about the new ingredients or systems that you guys are working on. Okay, well, sugar reduction is one of our platforms that we are currently working on and looking to push out into industry because it's in response to a lot of what our customers as well as consumers are looking for. So from a sugar reduction standpoint, we kind of put together ingredients from our portfolio to provide more of a tailored solution. Part of that solution are a couple of new ingredients. One is allulose. So it is a low calorie bulking agent that is designed to replace sugar in a number of different food systems. It's 70% of Swedish sugar. It provides humectancy as well as browning. It has properties similar to that of fructose, except it is not as sweet. So it does have its benefits when we're talking about browning or humectancy over sugar. It is 0.4 calories, so you get a calorie reduction as well. The other ingredient that we have is what we call a low sugar syrup. It's designed specifically to reduce the added sugars in a particular product. It is designed to replace a conventional glucose or corn syrup with the components that are part of a syrup, there are certain components that count toward added sugars. So in our manufacturing process, we can kind of tailor the amount of those components that do count toward added sugars. So the newest product... What is that called, by the way? The syrup? Oh, it's called VersaSweet. Okay, it's actually, what uh, is it made of? It can be made from corn or tapioca. Oh, Right, so the newest one is corn-based. It can also be non-GM, but it's designed to replace a standard 42-DE glucose syrup and give you a, about a 50% reduction in what's contributed toward added sugars. That's amazing. Now, do you use both of those or just like allulose by itself? As I mentioned, we try to design a system because okay. allulose can't be used as a 100% replacement. Yeah, so usually not. it's a combination. So if you're trying to achieve a certain level of sugar reduction as well as mm-hmm. calorie reduction, then a combination of VersaSweet and allulose would probably be something that could work. Mm-hmm. Just to clarify, is allulose temperature stable? It does develop color at higher temperatures. So again, properties what? like fructose. So of the Miller reaction. Yes, it is a reducing sugar. Oh, okay. That's nice. So it's not like other sugar substitution system where that part is missing. 
Correct. Right. So this is really nice to know. Yeah. So it does provide uh, quite a bit of browning. Right. So is, say if I am a muffin baker mm-hmm. and I want to, is it possible for me to replace 100% of the sugar with allulose? Up to the usage level, the grass limitation. Allulose is typically available in either a liquid or crystalline form. So depending on your application, okay, could work with either one. So back to that muffin example, what would you pair that up with since it's just at 70% sweetness? Well, depending on how sweet the finished product is, you may or may not have to add back any sweetener because there's probably going to be really? some sugar left in the system already because you can't replace all of it with the allulose. Okay. So... Or you may need to bump it up a little bit with high-potency sweetener That's true, like right. stevia. And does it affect the rheology, the viscosity of the batter, if you do that? Well, if you're substituting crystalline for crystalline, probably not. But if you're trying to replace a crystalline with the liquid, yeah. you'll have to compensate for that water okay, that it brings it. to the system. Got it. Okay, so I'm going to bring us back quickly to the beginning. What is allulose? Allulose is what's considered a rare sugar. So it does occur in nature, but it can be manufactured. So ours will be derived from corn. Okay, so it's a corn-based product. And I think the concern is, is this product GMO? Our initial offering will be, but it can be made non-GM. Got it. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of concern out there. I personally am... not bothered by GMO products, but I think there is a lot of questions on whether this new sweetener is GMO-free. Right, absolutely. So I don't know of any that are non-GM at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, they got to come talk to you, right, if they want it GMO-free and yes. order truckloads of it. Absolutely. Well, why not? <laughs> if the demand is there, we will do our best to make it. So. Right. Well, thank you, Eric. Thanks for joining me today. Okay, Dr. Lin, thank you. Up next... plant-based proteins that will help you formulate for your vegan recipe and fiber in frosting? You gotta hear this. Here's Sarah. With me today is Sarah Gutkowski from MGP. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm good. Awesome. Last day of IFT. Yeah, yeah. Almost done. Exactly. <laughs> What do you do here, Sarah? Well, I am an application scientist at MGP and... This year at IFT, we are showing a vegan crab cake. And it's But why vegan, mm-hmm. though? I mean, Vegan. Well, it's a huge trend right now. People is. are yes, looking for alternative sources of proteins. Uh-huh. And so we have a plant-based textured protein that we are using in our crab cake. Very cool. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Tell it, me what, mm-hmm. what provides that texture. Well, it is the wheat proteins that can really form that textured, the striation that you're looking for that has the same appearance and texture similar to meat. Mm-hmm. And so we're using it in a vegan crab cake this year. And But I'm fighting it, it in one. Awesome. And it can also be used in a lot of other vegan applications, mm. such as a vegan Yummy. burger yeah. or, yeah, vegan chicken nugget, for example. We have a lot of great formulations for those as well, using this textured protein because it has that resilient structure. It does. Yeah. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. Uh, it holds well together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. definitely, um, the taste is awesome. Awesome. Here? Yeah, yeah. Vegan crab flavor as well to help make it taste like the crab And so the textured protein is a very neutral flavor. Oh, okay. So you can really add any flavor you want to okay. it, and then it'll carry that flavor. 
Very nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And so it has an excellent source of protein, this crab cake that you're trying today. And, and all the protein's mm -hmm. coming from? And the protein is coming from that textured protein. And we also have a wheat protein isolate that's mm. used as a binder. Right. Yeah, to bring everything together. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah. I noticed that you also have vegan mayo yeah in vegan mayo right because usually mayonnaise is made with eggs right. and so then we are using our unmodified and modified wheat starches to help make that mayonnaise with that wonderful uh, smooth consistency that you expect from mayonnaise That's yeah nice. and it also contains some of our resistant wheat starch to make an excellent source of fiber right. so that leads me to talking about our next application that we're showing, yeah. our cinnamon rolls, okay. which also have an excellent source of fiber. And fiber is another mm -hmm. huge trend. It is, know? definitely. Right. It definitely is. Yes. We so tell me about this cinnamon roll with fiber. Yeah, exactly. How healthy is that? Oh, it, it is <laughs> healthy. Yeah. And also with that fiber, you know, it brings a lot of gut health as well. That's true. Yeah, it's definitely. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have an excellent source of fiber thanks to our fiber sim and the dough itself. So you take out some flour, you put in the fiber sim, mm -hmm. and it's a one-to-one -one replacement. Mm -hmm. It has the same water holding capacity, so you don't have to adjust the amount of water. It doesn't change the viscosity at all, so it's super easy to integrate. So into there is some resiliency bakery. to it. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, into the, right. So it can be used in multiple bakery applications. Mm -hmm. Yeah, does it yeah. Um, affect dough rheology? No, it does not at all. Mm -hmm. okay. And we also have some of our wheat protein isolates, including our, our clean label ones, that can be used as emulsifier replacement. And also our other wheat protein isolates that help out with the dough machinability. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was so great working with our wheat protein isolates with the dough sheeter. sheets up so nicely. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it really helps out <laughs> so awesome. much. Yeah, That's right. Awesome. Yeah. Um. And then we also have a frosting on top, and usually yeah. frosting is made with butter, but I don't have any butter in that frosting because I'm using our Fiberite. So if you take Fiberite, add some water to it, it looks like shortening. Really? Yeah, wow. right, right. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. So you cut a bunch of calories there. Exactly, right. Wow. We definitely did. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so it's delicious and nutritious. Thank you. Hey, thanks for letting me stop by. Is there anything else new happening at? MGP? Yes, we have the International League of Food Scientists. Oh, uh, what's that? Yeah, well, it's a secret society where we have exclusive content, and oh, okay. you can you can join it on MGP's LinkedIn site. Wow. Yeah. What secret things do you guys talk about? You can't talk about that. Oh, it's it's very secret. You can, <laughs> <laughs> but it's food science related content, and so you can gain more knowledge, and all will be revealed. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> There you have it. Wasn't it interesting how MGP has a fiber solution for frosting? And are you joining me in the private circle of the league? Check out MGP's LinkedIn today. Before I end, I want to do a shout out to our new sponsors, Top Taste BV, with magically crisp fried onions. Thank you. You have made Bakerpedia and this Baked in Science series available for all bakers out there. Find out more about them on our sponsor showcase. Lastly, please like, comment, and subscribe to Baked in Science. Till the next time, bakers, keep baking innovatively. 